Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to this week's recording of Redeemer Church of Knoxville's Sunday Sermon. We're really glad to have you with us because we know that there are a million different podcasts that you could be listening to right now. So we're thankful that you've chosen to spend some of your day with us. We hope that this recording will be an encouragement to you and that God, by his spirit, will use his word to remind you of Jesus' love. If you would like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. To do that, please email us at office at redeemerknoxville.org. We also want to give a quick thank you shout out to Evie Andrus and Parker Green, who you hear playing our awesome intro and outro music here each week. Lastly, if you'd like to support Redeemer and her mission to Urban and University Knoxville, please visit www.redeemerknoxville.org and look for the little give button in the top right corner. Thank you so much, and here is this week's sermon. Well, if you have a Bible and you would like to follow along with me, you can do so by turning to Psalm uh, 98. You can find it on page 500 in your pew Bible. It's also provided for you. Is it on, Andy? Is is my microphone on by any chance? Okay, it's great. Okay. Uh, Well, anyway, where am I? All right. Well, it's provided for you in your bulletin if you like to do that. Merry Christmas. It's really great uh, to have you here at Redeemer tonight uh, because we know that there are a million different things that you could be doing this evening. For instance, you could be walking through the swirly, twirly gumdrops on your way to the candy cane forest. Or you could be at home wrapping up all your presents or putting presents together for tomorrow. Or you could be at home just watching Michael Buble's uh, Christmas special like you do every year because it's fantastic and wonderful. But you're not doing any of those things. You're here with us tonight. I really do want to thank you for coming. And the reality is that there is nothing better that you can do with your time uh, than worship Jesus, consider his claims upon your life, and think about the power and the beauty and the kindness of his salvation. And so uh, thank you for joining us. This Advent uh, season here at Redeemer, we've been reflecting upon this theme, O Night Divine. And in doing so, what we've been trying to consider is this. What is it that makes this evening so divine? What is it that makes people want to gather together and sing? And so tonight, what I want us to consider is that divine song. So with that in mind, let's look together at Psalm 98. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre and with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me now for the teaching? Heavenly Father, we ask that you uh, would be with us as we look at your word. We thank you that you're not silent nor hidden, but you make yourself known to your people. And it is our prayer 
that as we attend unto your word, that you, by your grace, would attend unto us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I would assume uh, that by this time in December, you all know that the best way to spread some Christmas cheer is what? Singing loud for all to hear. And that's not just the invitation, right, of Elf. That is the invitation of this psalm. I want you to notice what it says in verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. I want you to see what it says in verse 4. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre and with the lyre and the sound of melody. With the trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. And then notice the way it ends. In verse 7, let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. And what I hope you hear in this psalm is that this psalm is calling the earth, all of the earth, men and women, young and old, Christian and non-Christian, the sun, the moon, and the stars, the rivers and the seas, the hills and the valleys to lift up their voices, to clap their hands, to beat the drums, to clang the cymbals, to trumpet the horns, to strum the lyre, to play the guitar, whatever it is you have to play, but lift up your voice, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Why? Notice verse 9, the Lord is coming. And at Christmas, we as Christians, we celebrate the fact that the God of heaven, the God who made all things, is the God who has come to earth. And this is why we as Christians love to sing loud for all to hear. Now, if you think about it, the Christmas season is like no other season. The Christmas season is filled with songs and songs and more songs. Christmas albums, Christmas concerts, lessons and carols, carol wheels, right? Christmas is its own genre of music. You think of Handel's Messiah. You think of Bach's Oratorio. You think of Sufjan's Christmas. You think of Neil Diamond's Christmas. You think of Bing Crosby's Christmas. You think of CeeLo Green's Christmas. You think of Mariah Carey's Christmas. You think of the Muppets' Christmas. And what we see is that throughout all time and throughout all cultures, Christmas invites all the earth, men, women, and children, and Muppets to join their voices together and to join this glorious song. But what is the song? I want you to notice verse 1, it's a new song. God invites us to sing a new song. And notice what that new song is all about, verse 1 and 2. That God has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Now, I want you to think about that. The song of Christmas is the song that God has done marvelous things. Meaning that God has done miraculous things. He has miraculously intervened into history in order to bring about the salvation of the world. That is what we celebrate at Christmas. That is what the birth of Jesus is all about. It is God's miraculous intervention of salvation. 
Now, to understand this new song, I think it's probably important for us to understand the older songs. And to understand the older songs, it's probably important for us to remember the first song. And I would assume that many of you know this first song. It begins, like all great stories and songs begin, it begins in the beginning. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. God spoke. And when God spoke, creation responded to him. Every day he would speak. He would speak his let there be's, and there was. Let there be light, and there was light. Let there be expanse in the midst of the skies and in the waters, and let the waters be under the heavens, and let the earth produce its vegetation and the plants and the fruit trees, and let there be sun and moon and stars, and let the water be swarming with swarming living creatures, and let the sky be filled with the birds of the heavens, and let them all be fruitful. Let them all multiply and fill the earth. And the song was sort of, uh, let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be, and there was. And not only that, God said, let us then make man in our own image. And when he said this, it was so. And not only was it so, every day at the end of the day, God would speak his moral declarations over the work of his hands. And he would say, it is good. It is good. It is very good. And so I want you to think about that. In the very beginning, God spoke. And as he spoke, he spoke these words of command. He spoke these words of order. He spoke these words of affirmation. He spoke these words of goodness and of celebration. We don't exactly know what these words would have sounded like, but many theologians have speculated that when God spoke, he actually sang. That God actually sang the world into being. I would assume many of you know that Beethoven famously has said that music is the language of God and that the vibrations on the air are the breath of God speaking to man's soul. We musicians, he says, are as close to God as man can be because we hear his voice, we read his lips, and we give birth to the children of God who sing his praise. That God, the language of God, is music. And when God sang the world into being, the entire creation joined the song. As our psalm that we've looked at, it tells us that the earth and the seas, the rivers and the streams, the hills and the valleys, they joined the heavenly song. Now, you know the story, right? That beautiful song took a turn because humanity no longer wanted to sing God's song. We no longer wanted to lift our voice and sing his praise. We wanted to lift our hearts and sing our own praise. And from that moment on, the the song in major chord turned to minor chord. And it moved from a song of celebration to a song of lamentation. It moved from a song of obedience to a song of rebellion. It moved from a song of belonging to a song of loneliness. And when that song began to get sung, thorns began to infest the ground. And tears began to fill our cups. And hunger emptied our bellies. And violence began to control our hands. And shame led us into hiding. And guilt became our status before God and before one another. And worst of all, sin and death became our resting place. 
But what's amazing is that these songs didn't just impact us. These songs in minor chord impacted all of creation. And those trees which once sang for joy, those rivers which once clapped their hands, those skies which proclaimed the glory of God, they began to groan. And that's what we read in Romans chapter 8. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And why was the creation groaning? Well, Paul tells us that it was groaning because it was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. And so here's the point. The glorious song became a groaning. And it groans, the creation groans, not because of some Darwinian violence and not because God is unloving. The creation groans because of our sin. And it groans because we tend to bend the world and break the world according to our own purposes rather than to free it for the glory of God. And the creation groans because this world has become the arena in which we hurt one another. And the blood and the tears of the poor and of the lonely and of the weak and the oppressed, they water the earth. And then like creation, we join them in groaning and we groan under the weight of our sin and sickness and sorrow and pain and death. We, we groan under the weight of the shame that each of us feel. We groan under the fear of the death that we know is coming to each of us. And this has become our song. But the glory of Christmas is that God has given us a new song. You remember that as the shepherds were out in the field by night, the angels came and they invited all of us to come and join the heavenly choir. And the earth rose up to sing along that God had come to do marvelous things. That God had come into the world not to punish us, but God had come to save us. God had come into the world to release us from the fall. He'd come into the world to bring salvation, to bring healing to the entire world. And that's the point of Christmas. That the creator entered into his creation in order to fix it. The creator entered into his creation in order to retune the earth to sing its praise once again. And though there are songs that still exist in the minor chord, God has given us a new song to sing. And the birth of Jesus is that new song that God has done wonderful things. He has done marvelous things because our God has come to save us. And that song begins to ring out from the manger. And then from the manger, it rings out throughout all of Bethlehem. And then into Jerusalem and to the cross and from the grave. And it is that song that begins to fill the entire earth. And it will continue to ring out, filling out the entire earth until he comes again. And this is one of the beautiful things about Wordsworth's great poem, Christmas Bells. You probably remember that he wrote this poem just after having witnessed the horrors of the Civil War. And he thought, how is it that the song of Christmas could ring out and continue to ring out after all the death and the destruction and the pain and suffering that we've seen? And here's his poem. He says, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, 
their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black, accursed mouth, the cannons thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. And that's the whole point of this psalm, and it's the whole point of Christmas. That heaven and earth, that humanity and all of creation continue to sing this new song. Because God has come. And he has come to make all things new. And he will come again. And so the song rings out. Right? And this is our story. Right? This is our song. And we lift our voices to sing it. And that's the point of this table. This table is a gift from God to help us sing. And what this table does, it says, come to the table and look at the marvelous work that I have done. Look at the salvation that I have worked for you. That the creator has entered into his creation. And he entered it in order to save it. He has come that we might make a joyful noise. Because our God has not abandoned us. He has not neglected us. But he has come to make all things new. And he will make all things new as far as the curse is found. For he has died for our sins. He has covered our shame. He is freeing us from sin. And best of all, he's delivered us from eternal death. And we cannot wait for him to come again. And so he invites us to come to this table and to join his song.